Welcome, discerning listeners, to Optic Blast, the comic book discussion show where comedy and comics collide. A monthly podcast that covers the highs, lows, and most importantly, the in-betweens of the comic book medium. Every month, we get together and we talk about the books that came out in the previous month, so you've got all month to read your books and avoid spoilers. Be warned, there will be spoilers, particularly in the reviews portion at the end of the show. I am your host, Brian West, with me, uh, over the internet lines, is Miguel Silva. Hi. And Pedro Silva. Here at Optic Blast, we love comics and we hope to provide an insightful commentary on the comic book medium, but we're not above making a few lewd jokes along the way. We encourage you to check out our website at optic-media.com, click on the podcast tab, and you will find show notes, photos, contact info, links to our social media, and of course, our other podcast, the Optic Blast Book Club, and not the Chronicle of Saga. because we're not going to do that podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to roll it into this one. Yeah, it'll, you know, we're going to talk about it when it's, you know, like any other comic, when it's good. And it'll probably be talked about a little more frequently than most. But doing a whole podcast on one book was difficult. And we're very busy people. And we have a hard time getting this out on time. So, yeah, you know, focus. And last time we did it computer blue screened yeah it, it yeah assigned. doing the podcast killed pd's computer so <laughs> somehow i don't know let's talk about news okay how do news work we have a <laughs> how does it work we have a tradition on optic blast where you know sometimes it's fun to give dc a hard time because <laughs> we do things that don't make a lot of sense and are funny to us <laughs> it happens but, more often than not Look, we're just like Fox News, you know, we're fair and balanced, so we want to <laughs> take some time yeah, that's right. to praise DC for doing something cool last month, um, which is really something they should have done a while ago, but hey, you know what? Change in the right direction still change in the right direction. So DC is implementing a new creator payment plan that's actually going to give royalties to colorists. So, hooray! Yeah! And a plan that will give royalties to digital-first comics, whereas before, digital-first comics were, like, work-for-hire, essentially. Like, it was a flat rate to do a digital short for DC, which they do a lot of. Um, You know, especially with digital, it seems like even more so with print, they should be getting royalties. Yeah, so they're going to be getting royalties, and DC is going to start crediting their colorists. Yeah. Thank Fuck. Like on the front page? Yes, on the cover, like they Word. do. Like every other fucking comic company. Does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank the maker. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is really cool. Especially, I really feel like if we were to name this age of comics right now, it would almost be like the colorist Ultron. age. I want to call it Blargstone. Ultron. Yes. Ultron. They're becoming even more of like, I don't know, they're a larger and larger part of the comic every day. Um, like every month there's more and more colorists that I'm like actually like following, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and it's, you know, we should start respecting that. Yeah. Should. They should. Yeah. I was going to make some sort of DC <laughs> selfie joke and nothing's coming to me because oh, it's just so stupid. Did this come out yet? I don't know. I, um, I forgot. They're not out yet, but, uh, there's, there's previews of some of them that you can find. Oh, hell yeah. Are they awesome? Uh, no. One of them actually... I thought was <laughs> what? <pretty> good. <laughs> Excuse me? I mean, the artists the artists doing them are awesome. Like, there's a right, right, right. artists that they got to do them, but it's still, like, 
It doesn't make me want to buy the comic. <laughs> oh my god. We just Googled it. Are these real? These are the awesome. Flash one. Please, is that Rags Morales, Morales doing the Flash one? Uh, I didn't see the Flash one. This one? Yeah. Oh my god. I hope this is real. Because like, if this is real, this is awesome. Ugh. Hell yeah. Why? This is dope. I'm going to buy all these. Oh my god. Who is that? I want all of these. <laughs> There's a shark in the Aquaman one. Dude, Aquaman's taking a selfie with a shark and what's your treasure? <laughs> Why? Wouldn't you? Oh no, who is that? Eddie yeah. Barrows. That looks awful. Dude, he's beating Superman in a race. That's the perfect yeah. time to take a selfie. I, I <sighs> actually, I kind of like Eddie Barrows, but that does not look good. That, that looks, looks great. That looks so bad. That looks wonderful. God damn it. See, we couldn't even talk positive about DC without going to something <laughs> negative. Oh, yeah, I, just... I know. And last month, we just spent all all last month. <laughs> the <laughs> whole month. Sound like, not even just on the podcast. All I did morning yeah. tonight was just like fucking DC selfie month. Yeah, I walked into the office and was like, did you guys see this? And then every day. Fuck. <laughs> no, but every day. Um, no, that is good for DC. That is good for the yeah. creators. The actual the digital Wait, payment. Selfies or coloring? Both. The, Got it. The crediting colorist. Um, but the the payment plan for digital actually is kind of important. Look, it's fun to make fun of, but good job, DC. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on to other news. So you guys have heard of Rocket Raccoon, right? <laughs> um, That's a band, right, from the 60s? Yep. Podcast yeah. over. Nailed it. Uh, no, <laughs> Rocket Raccoon, number one. Uh, by Scotty Young came out. Yeah, uh, people yeah. seem to really like it. Did you guys hear about the the pre order numbers for this comic? Uh, I I heard so, they were. Uh, no, actually, I didn't. Sorry, that was okay. Else. No, so no. the pre order. It was reported that it, sometime in June that the pre order numbers were coming in at like around three hundred thousand copies. Oh my god! Which is insane, and everyone's like, "Wow!" It's like, are people really this excited for Guardians of the Galaxy? And everyone was really curious, like, what the fuck was going on? Um, and then what it turned out was, uh, Scotty we, Young ordered uh, no. two hundred thousand for himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure the numbers would have been good anyway, and I love Scotty Young. Scotty yeah, Young's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, he is. So I was a little excited for this, but. Loot Crate. You guys know Loot Crate? Yes. Yeah. Loot Crate was involved in this. They are doing a, I don't know what themed month, but they decided to give away Rocket Raccoon in one of their Loot Crates. Wow. So well, that's they cool. They pre-ordered a bunch. Yeah. So it was, it seemed almost kind of cooler just by like. That everyone know, wanted to read that Rocket Raccoon. That everyone really wanted one. to read Rocket Raccoon number one. <laughs> um, but it's also really cool that. Loot Crate and Marvel Comics are uh, doing cool things with comics. Yeah. So, P, Loot Crate is very basically, it's like you subscribe to this service and they oh. send you like this package of just cool stuff. Cool stuff. Crap. You don't crap. know what you're going to yeah. get every month. I'm down with that. Yeah. So, that is it awesome. Seemed... It's just like putting comics in the hands of people who might not. Did you say pudding comics? Yeah. I want to read comics about pudding. Pudding. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pudding. It's butterscotch number one. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm really excited for the reboot of um, S'mores. Yes, <laughs> back to Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I am hearing early early reviews of Guardians. Oh yeah, are overwhelmingly positive. Um, and 
everyone's saying that he is like the best character. Yeah, I assumed he was going to steal the show. I mean, how can you not? Right? Like, <laughs> a maniacal raccoon yeah. with the guns? <laughs> True. Yeah. That's all I've you'd actually, have to say, and I'd watch it. I'm totally avoiding, after I watched that, that first, like, or the, I guess it was the second full trailer, I was like, all right, I'm totally sold on this. This looks amazing. I'm really excited. I'm not watching or reading anything else. Same. So, uh, I've, got, yeah, I've gone dark fantastic. on it. It looks great. Yeah, I'm trying to. This is really hard. All right, up next we have uh, just a couple announcements that I thought were cool. Um, so Marvel is doing this thing called Edge of Spider-Verse, which oh, is sounds awful an awful, yeah, okay, awful name. But it's essentially going to be a six-issue mini of alternate universe Spider-Man tales. So it's just kind of an opportunity okay. for, like, uh, it's going to be a different creator on each one and an opportunity for them to, like, do something cool. But one of them is this, um, is uh, a character, a Japanese girl named Penny Parker, who is, <laughs> has like a robot mech spider, and it's being written by Gerard Way, and drawn huh. by uh, Jake Wyatt, and uh, you guys should look up, do you guys know Jake Wyatt? No. No. Uh, he's amazing, um, and a very not superhero y kind of style. Um his Tumblr is Jake Wyatt W Y A T T style before. Riot. Yeah, Jake Wyatt Riot.tumblr.com. Um also on there is a mini comic of regular show that he did that revolves around the D twenty die. It's really good. His art's really fantastic and I'm really actually excited about this. I met him briefly at Heroes Con. Um, I like I like his art. Yeah, his art looks yeah. really really cool. Yeah. Um, oh, holy shit. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds like a cool idea too. It's um, isn't that hey. that game? What was it? Spider Man Web of Shadows or something like that? Did you guys ever <laughs> see that game? No. It was like it. It was like that where it was like different reality Spider Mans. Oh. So there was like a noir Spider Man. He was like uh. a detective, and then like. Yeah, I don't know. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, they and there's to do some something other, with Spider-Man. Um, That's not shit. Let me read some of the other teams on here. <laughs> so, one of them's David Hine. Uh, I don't know who that is. Um, oh, one of them's Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. That could be really cool. Robbie Rodriguez right is the one, uh, the fellow who does um, Collider. Okay. So, yeah, really... Distinct style. One by Dustin Weaver. Yeah, Gerard Way, Jake Wyatt seems to be the most interesting one to me. Um, Down with that. I just saw like the cover that has like the face of the mech. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, great guy. I-, I really encourage everyone to follow him on Tumblr as well. Yeah, I just follow him right now. Yes, good for you. That looks All right. cool. Next, uh, next little announcement I got here is Arkham Manor and Gotham Academy. Huh? So, DC, um, there's a lot of Batman stuff that's been going on lately because of the whole <laughs> yes. 75th anniversary <laughs> thing. Well, yeah, but they had the 75th anniversary and um, all that stuff. But I'm particularly excited to hear about Gotham Academy, which is going to be written by Becky Cloonan, but she hmm. will not be drawing it, which is kind of interesting. Um, 
and illustrated by uh, Carl Kerschel. Um, and it's going to be a monthly teen drama set in the shadow of Batman and the craziness of Gotham City. Okay. So it's going to be like hmm. a teen school drama in Gotham. Um, I'm totally down for that. I really like... Um, Stuff like this never seems to be super successful, but I really like like Gotham books. Like, I mean, obviously like Gotham Central, but I like stories in general that just revolve around the city. Uh-huh. Um, Speaking of, whatever happened to that one cell phone story? Was it like what? Remember, it was like the one percent and the ninety nine percent. Oh, uh, uh, did those just get canned? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> the one percent didn't we have you know some people really like those um i i read like i tried to get into the movement like i read the first three issues of the movement but i really don't like freddie williams art take I, that freddie williams i don't think that i don't think that he's bad necessarily but everything about his style is repellent to me. <laughs> God. Dang. Didn't we make a sweet joke about like Vandal Savage being like the one percent of the DC universe? I, feel <laughs> I like hope that was so. a good joke we made one day. It was might have been on our first podcast. So uh, I remember talking me, about it. Let me check my joke <laughs> journal here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Please I'll, do. I'll get back to you. Thank you. Um and then Gotham three Arkham Manor is going to be a story about Wayne's Manor being turned into an asylum, it seems like. That it doesn't sound particularly interesting Good. to me. Um, it's Good. being written by Jerry Duggan, which is kind of cool. Oh, um, yeah. And, and the art's by Sean Crystal. Sean Crystal um, has a really, really unique style that I don't know totally how I feel about yet. But I could see with a book that is written by Jerry Duggan that I can only assume will be have a humorous lean to it. Yeah, I would assume. Um, I think it could really work, but it's something that I'm probably going to wait to see how people react to it before I get it. Um, but I am really excited about um, Becky Cloonan writing something. I think that's really cool. Um, the only things that she's written, I believe, before are her like self-published comics. So um, it'll be interesting to see how she is as a writer on something else. That doesn't neither of those sound interesting to me, but. You know, <laughs> whatever, yeah. man. Yeah. That's cool, though, for Becky. It's cool for Batman. It is. It's just too much Batman. I don't know. Uh, that's why I like the Gotham Academy thing, because it's a chance to play in the world without really using and abusing the Batman. Except that you know that DC editorial is going to come down and be like, well, you're going to have to have Batman in here at some point. Yeah. And they're going mean... to have to shoehorn in Batman. I'm hoping though it'll almost be like I don't know why maybe this is an unfair association, but um, do you remember that issue that, of Batman that Becky Cloonan drew? Um, that focused on um, Harper Row. Remember that? I don't know if you read it, but um, I, I kind of hoping it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Who is what's that? A Har- what's a Harper Row? What's Harper a- Row what? is like uh, that like. Punk rock girl who's oh, so homeless. Yes, yes, like yes. When he was like fighting the hood in the sewer, the red hood. Uh, I don't 
think that he was fighting them. <laughs> I thought he was, and she like she sets up all the camp. She like hacks into his network or some shit. Yeah, right? I don't think the hood was in it though. All his networks. All his networks. His mainframe. His sprint. Oh, network, oh yeah, his yeah. No. Network. Well, yeah, you're thinking. We're both thinking of roughly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> roughly. Um. I, I really like that character, but I was thinking it'd almost be something like that Harper, Harper Row issue, oh, Jesus. where it's like, uh, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> where Batman was just kind of like at the very end, like just like right. a side note, um, mm-hmm. almost like, and maybe this is another weird comparison, but almost like how uh, the Salmon Twitch comic book was. Where Spawn was just sort of like this boogeyman, like in the corner, but it was never about Spawn. It was always about like it was a cop procedural, but like oh, yes, Spawn was sort of sort of lurking. Through. Right, or uh, what was it called? Frontline? Was that front? No. Um, what was the I Jessica mean, Jones one? Where she oh yeah, the, uh, the newspaper. Yeah, see stuff like that. That would yeah. be cool. I, I like that. I I want more of that. All right. Okay. Um, Maybe I'm a little more sold now, Brian. Good job. Just a little bit, though. Good just job. a just a tad. Get your pre-orders in now, folks. <laughs> Three hundred thousand is the mark that we're trying to set. All right. Well, those those are pretty much the news stories that I got for this month. Yeah. Well, by the time this comes out, we should urge everyone to go see Guardians of the Galaxy so that we can talk about it and people. Can uh, this will come out. About it. This will right come before, out right? Before. Yeah. No, Guardians of the Galaxy. August first, my friend. Yeah, this podcast is coming out yesterday. <laughs> this podcast oh. is coming out as soon as it possibly can because um, it's late right now. Sorry for being oh. late, people. I see. Gotcha. Well, next podcast we'll talk about Guardians. Just go see it. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about it. should all go see it. All right, together. Uh, yay. We'll Skype you in, Brian. <laughs> that won't be annoying. And illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Those are our top news stories for the month of June. You guys can join in on the news story discussion by, you know, leaving us a comment on our show notes at optic-media.com slash podcasts or, you know, on our Facebook, Twitter, all that junk. You guys can find it. You know how to use the Internet. All right. So up next we have... A little section that we can't find a better name for called Indie Spotlight. Uh, this is a portion of the show where we highlight a creator-owned comic that you should be aware of. This month, we'll be talking about Cabin Fever by Jens Stiv? Stiv? I'm sorry, Jens. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Uh, he's, you know what, he's not American. His name is Whoa. difficult for us and our... And our Dude. terrible tongues to pronounce. Um, yeah, it's true. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Fever is a silent comic that he wrote and drew that is loosely based off a song by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, um, interesting. Pinterest. Yeah. Pinterest. Yeah, which, you know, I was, um, I kind of got this because um, I follow Jens on, um, on Instagram and we were, like, talking through comments. And I really like his style, so he was like, oh, I have this comic, and he sent it to me, and then he told me about the Nick Cave thing, and I was like, wow, I thought this was up my alley before, now it's even more up my alley, because Nick Cave is one of my all-time favorite um, Mm -hmm. musicians, so so yeah, super cool. Um, But the book is, 
it's a silent comic. It's 28 pages. Um, very, very simple story. And it's really, um, it's more of a, a highlight of Jan's art and storytelling here, um, than like a complicated beginning, middle, end type thing. Um, but the whole book is done on watercolor paper and it's ink. And all the washes are done with, uh, coffee. Jens brews up some strong coffee, some espresso beans, <laughs> specifically, I think. And, um, uh, paints. And it's, yeah. it's really beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's very, very, very cool looking story. Yeah, there's not a, a ton to talk about here. Um, but I really do like the style. There's, it's, especially with the coffee, Jans has a really like organic line. Um, so it's very cartoony, um, but one of those people that blends cartoony with, like, dark really well, you know? Like, it looks fun and cartoony, but it also has, like, I don't know, like, foreboding and doom in it. Uh-huh. Um, I really recommend... Yeah, I mean... Um, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, go ahead. I'll... I was going to say, I recommend um, looking through it once... Uh, reading it, finishing it, and then um, listening to the song <laughs> and just playing the song while you look through it again. Um, it, it's also a really good song. It's off. Uh, it's a really early uh, Bad Seed song, so it's really extra dark, um, kind of chaotic. Yeah, I was gonna. So that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I'm not familiar with the song at all. Mm. So I've never heard Nick Cave ever. What? No. What? At yeah, all? I don't know. What I don't the know fuck? How I haven't. What the? Jeez, you just blew Brian's mind. Brian's Brian is dead. standing up. He's standing up. We can see him on his webcam. He left the table. Brian, watch. What? 2014. We'll let you know when Brian returns. Yeah, Brian, fuck? watch. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's back, everybody. He's back. Okay, there's there's uh, a double album that's called... <laughs> Jeez, here you go. Oh, shit. It's Take called... Notes, Pete. You're going to school. Abattoir, <laughs> Abattoir Blues... And um, the Lyre of Orpheus, get that right now and listen to it. Give it to me. <laughs> yes, let's publicly talk about sharing music illegally. Yeah. No, you bought it, Brian. You can lend PD I did buy a CD it. that you made. I have it. So like it's okay. It came in this like it's like a woven box thing. It's really pretty. Yeah. See, so suck on that. Uh, <laughs> FCC. Whoa. Anyway, <laughs> you say the FCC? Yeah, uh, I was just pulling. It's like on that DEA. Yeah. Wait, we shouldn't say that. Take that, Obama. Shot. Oh my god. Thanks a lot. The police are on route right now. Shit. Um, I, but yes, I am not familiar. So I and clearly Petey is not okay. familiar with the song either. Yeah. Well, you know, but, you should uh, all it, check out that and um, check out the comic. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to. It's it's still it's really pretty. Yes, it, it's gorgeous. Um, it's really really yeah. It's it's and. Awesome. Uh, you can get the comic and check out more of Jens's work on his website, which is at jensk.no. So that's J-E-N-S-K.no. Um, you can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, all that. Uh, but he does a lot of, he does original sketches on copies of the comic. Uh, so if you order a copy of the comic, he prints it up himself and he does like sketches on it. And, uh, yeah, he's good. It's good stuff. Unique style. Check out more. We'll also put links in our show notes so you can check those out at optic-media.com. How do you guys feel about reviewing comics? Hate it. Are you asking us personally or is this part of the (laughs) show? This is part of the show. Oh, I love it. Good, because that's what we're going to do right now. I'm so in. 
All right. Uh, I felt that June was a really, really good month for comics in general. So a lot of good stuff. It was really hard. This was another one of those months where, in my like to talk about on the show pile, there were like ten comics, um, and I whittled it down some, but I still have a lot. So I'm gonna try to go through uh, at least three of them right now, like pretty quickly, and then we'll get into the rest wow. of them. Does that sound like a goddamn plan? Just yeah, just do it, bro. So you know, feel free to. Interject, ask questions. Um, you know, tell me to hurry up. Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is Fatal, number 23. This is the pen ultimate issue of Ed Brubaker, Sean Phillips, and Elizabeth Brett Weiser's fantastic comic that's, uh, coming to an end. So this issue, um, I'm not really going to dive into the plot. A lot of stuff's culminated in this issue yeah, don't. with um because i want to read yes, it I, so. no spoilers here um but there was some sexual embrace and a revelation about <sighs> one of the characters uh that was really interesting but the main reason i wanted to talk about this was because uh it's a very surreal issue and it's like they told um the colorist uh betty brettweiser like hey just fucking go crazy because this is generally a horror book so it's a lot of muted tones um and most of the issues are kind of they're all fantastic looking um but they are very similar and this was just like a license for her to go ape shit and it's like one of the most beautiful comics ever <laughs> i don't know it's really nice. it's really really beautiful uh i took to twitter right after i was done reading it, it was like can we give like betty brettweiser just like a special award just for this issue because it's so fucking great. Um, I want to see. Show me. Okay. Show me love hold cam. it up to the camera. Show me love cam. Hurry. You're taking way too long. Looks dope. Whoa, what? I don't even know what's going on, but it looks dope. <laughs> it's two celestial They're beings boning. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she doesn't have a head. Yeah. Just like... Is that Nick Fury? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, hmm. it's really and it's really different. There's also a lot of different. That was inappropriate, Brian. Brian just showed us nudie pics. <laughs> there's yeah. also a lot of different styles of coloring on each one. Like there's a lot of textures stuff. There's a lot of like almost cell shaded looking things. Um, there's some hmm. there's some collage work done with actual photographs. Um, it's is just... the issue just them fucking? Because you just showed us three three different splash pages and they're all of her. Uh, there's more going on, but I can't really you know explain it without getting into too many spoilers. It's like so. metaphysical boning. That's oh. Fatal number three. It's almost done. Um, with the exception... Number three? I'm sorry, number 23. <laughs> um, it's almost done with the exception of a few issues that I thought were like lackluster. Um, it's been a great comic. And, um, yeah, good stuff. I recommend it. All right, next up we got Sex Criminals number six. This is the um, return from the Sex Criminals hiatus. And I have been a little lukewarm on this book. Like, I loved the beginning. There were a couple issues that I thought weren't great. um, But it's still so unique that I I kept on. Number six, I think, has been um, the best issue. You know, they kind of promised us this sex romp comedy which i feel like we never really got but it's Uh, become this surprisingly honest and touching um like relationship drama i i I don't know it just and this issue in particular felt um 
like uh, Matt really probably pulled a lot from his own life and his own experiences in this one. Huh. And uh, it sort of revolves around the lead characters like dealing with depression um, and obsessive compulsive disorder and um, and being medicated and what that does to you. And it's all in one issue. I mean, it's like a lifetime of psychosis and therapy, like really condensed um, into this one issue that never feels rushed or overcrowded. And um, it was kind of beautiful and touching. Hmm. How much better would this book be if it was called Sax Criminals and like <laughs> they had to like both play saxophone together for time to stop? That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, too. but then we wouldn't get all the like um, I don't know all the cum puns. And <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> yes, there are. And brimping, we would never have gotten brimping. Oh man. Oh god. <laughs> that whole that whole montage of like the sex positions in the bathroom yeah. were pretty good. They made um I start reading this. They were both at Heroes Con and they uh they had t-shirts there they were selling that said brimp it or brimper and brimped which I thought were <laughs> jeez. God. Yep. So that's yeah, sex criminals. Yeah, maybe I'll check out number six. I read the first five and was like, mm, I don't really feel the need to like continue with this. But um, I, I think I like I it more than you. But I, I, I do feel that there were a couple issues that weren't great. I almost, <laughs> I almost feel like with this book that because it's such a unique thing that I might still buy it even if I didn't love it because <laughs> I want more <laughs> stuff like it. Um. Yeah, that the sense. art is fantastic. It really I is. I love the art. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, Chip, Chip Zdarsky's, like, background, um, it's not his real name, by the way, uh, his background is, <laughs> is doing um, uh, ghost work, or uh, ghost art on comic strips, um, and, and doing comic strips himself. <laughs> <laughs> not like art of ghosts. Brian, stop, I'm scared. <laughs> Brian. He's not dead either. Ghost. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think because of that, he's able to condense a lot into each page. Like the average page of Sex Criminals has like nine to twelve panels, um, and I think a lot of it, uh, a lot of the reason he's able to do that is because of his cartooning background. Anyway, it, it's good. Check it out. All right, up next, Deadly Class number six. Uh, so I spoke very highly of the first two issues of this on this podcast. Um, you did. You did. Which one's this? Deadly Class. The, the Kick-Ass. I mean, it's not Kick-Ass, Wanted. absolutely the nothing wanted. like oh, Wanted. Oh, right. Wanted. It's absolutely no, wanted, gotcha. nothing yeah. like Wanted, especially now. Um, Except the premise in issue one. Yeah, but... Other but than that. Other than that if you guys had it. kept reading it, which I'm sure you haven't, um, this is my favorite thing being published. The last, uh, wow. The last three issues of this were fucking phenomenal. Um, the last three issues have focused on them, um, basically doing the, uh, fear and loathing Las Vegas thing and heading to Las Vegas to kill someone and take a bunch of drugs. And, okay. uh, shit went horribly wrong. And what started off as like a really fun homage to fear and loathing. Um, once again, became something that feels extremely honest. You can feel Remender putting a lot of himself and in and his own experiences in, into this comic, which he actually talked about in um, in an afterward. How like basically all the things in this issue, except for like the assassination, 
um, were all things that happened to him just at different times and places that he, he sort of stuck together. And um, it, it was really interesting and um, really kind of beautiful. <laughs> Pinterest. And, and, and also just still remains super punk rock in spirit. Um, I, I love this comic. And I'm loving... Uh, Whatever, man. Get your fucking feelings out of my punk rock. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm loving Wes Craig's art. More and more with every issue. I love his layouts and his color work. Or, or uh, sorry, it's not his color work. I should mention that this is colored by um, Lee Luridge. Um, but uh, yeah, the art's fantastic, and I love the pacing. Uh, Rick Remender also good at pacing, but I, I think them working together, uh, it's really fun to read. I love it. Good comic booking. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Boom. Three bucks. Down. <laughs> Done. Hey, Meg, just out of curiosity, have you had the... This has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> nice. Good. Them from, Let's go. Like the shitty... I hate Jack in the Box. But... Right. Oh, the Jack's Munchie meal. Yeah, yeah. I but, saw it in the room. Yeah, but you, have you had the oh, one with, like, with like the chicken sandwich, hash brown bacon cheese croissant sandwich? No, but I feel I need to. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really good. You're bo- you can only get them between like 9 and midnight or something, right? Really? It's like, like after 9 p.m. So I couldn't on my way home grab one. Uh, it's too bad. They're only for stoners. Haven't you seen the yeah, commercials? Yeah, I think no, I think they don't start making them oh, until like after eight. nine o'clock. Oh yeah, I got it at like two a.m. Really you guys disgust me for buying them. I just want It came with two tacos. Whatever you know, you are intrigued. I'm not a little bit scared and 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 slightly <laughs> Look, envious. I could take a bunch of. <laughs> Meat and bread and dump too. it in a fryer too. You know, I don't need. You should. Yeah, yeah that sounds that amazing. That sounds great. I want you to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't eat murder. <laughs> you. Are hey, murder. you want to lead us into our next book, Meg? Speaking of murder, I'm going to talk about the wicked and the divine. Oh by yeah, my bros, my boys, uh, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, with colors by Matthew Wilson. Fuck yeah. So uh, this is. What? Yeah, this is their new, their new series um, from Image, and it's pretty awesome. The premise, I think, is enough to get anyone. I mean, you either like the premise and like, okay, I got to check that out, or you don't. And even so, I'm a little. I'm. I'm even after reading the first issue, confused on the premise. <laughs> but it seems as though it's a group of gods. Who like reincarnate themselves every was it ten years? No, no, no. It, right? It's like uh, it's like eighty years Four or hundred years or something. Oh, is it? Okay, it's a long time. Like the last time that no, it's, it's less than that because the first ones are in the, like the sixties. No, the they? first one's nineteen twenty-three. Sorry, not the first. one. Okay, the one that they the the last one was nineteen twenty-three, and this takes place in, in twenty fourteen. So it's yeah. So they like die or you're really unclear on that and they come back so this focuses on the newest incarnation of these gods and their pop stars yes yes so god's incarnate incarnation of gods in the modern day form as pop stars <laughs> yes so cool premise and then i love this team so i was super on board mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't disappoint a lot of intrigue going on um the one I had this kind of not problem, but with Young Avengers, which was my favorite like book of last year that they both did. Um, Gillen has a way 
of kind of dropping you in the middle of something mm -hmm. with his writing and characters converse and talk as though they live that life and you're just kind of watching it. So there is, it is kind of hard to find your way. You kind of have to re, at least I find myself rereading sections to like figure out what the hell they were talking about. Um, yeah, I see what you mean. But, but other than that, um, and he did the same thing on Young Avengers. They just like things happen and you don't yeah. know if you're supposed to know these characters or if, you know, you were supposed to pick something up previously. They just exist. I never really thought about um, that, but he does do that a lot. It's very like voyeuristic. He, he, yeah. Like you're just, oh, okay. Um, but it works for this. So I, that's pretty much the premise, really. It's uh, get it's getting to know these this new incarnation of gods. There's a little mystery in the beginning of how they started and what this like ritual is, and then it ends on a pretty cool cliffhanger, um, which I won't spoil. I think you should read it. Yeah. But I, I yeah, it just it's a solid book, and the art is freaking fantastic as always. Mm -hmm. um, super sweet layouts, um, panel work, everything is awesome <laughs> but that's pretty much all i want to say about the actual story the writing is is good like i said it's strong and the art is fantastic so if you're familiar with this team if you liked young avengers or i still haven't read it but phonograph mm -hmm. this is um, i i think he talked about this did you read the afterward yeah it's like a spiritual sequel yeah. to phonograph because it's like music and yeah I mean, music and so, magic. So, like, yeah, in that it's very yeah. phonograph like. But um, I mean, besides that, it doesn't actually have any connections to phonograph. Um, right. But it is. It's a very interesting read. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I thought um, this like was said, great. This is one of the best things that I read this month. I love. Uh, yeah. Um. The thing that's interesting about McKelvey to me is, like, the first time I saw, like, a picture of his art, I'm like, oh, I don't like that at all. Um, like, <laughs> it's not so much, like, his style isn't super appealing. It It's very, it's very plain looking, um, it, very mechanical, it's very digital looking, um, but everything is, like, perfect. Like, all the grids are perfect, all oh, the yeah. people, people are perfectly symmetrical, it's perfect, and that is not necessarily super appealing to me, but what he does is, like, he's just a fucking phenomenal, like, visual storyteller. And there's a oh, lot... And, yeah, the... There's a lot yeah, of, like, rhythm totally. and, and music in his pages. I love the, the one, two, three, four count. There's, like, two pages right. where they have one, two, three, four, and then you turn the page... And it, like, starts the book. Or yeah. you turn the page, and then you're in the middle of a concert. And it's, like, I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, and Matt Wilson being like, um, I, I, this is some of my favorite stuff I've ever seen Matt Wilson do. It's really, uh, well colored. Oh yeah. It's, it's just like so pretty to look at and everything. Um, but yeah, like the premise is what got me and the creative team and mm -hmm. it's definitely has piqued my interest. I really liked it. I read it twice. Yeah, I did too. I liked actually, it so much, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm on board. Yeah, it was enough to get me to want to add it to my subscription list, quote unquote. Yeah, so I'm in. Can we talk real quickly about a scene that I liked where <laughs> there's a part where there's a laser pointer, 
from a, and, yeah. and then you realize it's a sniper scope, which is done in a lot of different movies and TV shows and shit. The difference Except here is that, that uh, there's a god, the Sekhmet is in the room, who is a, acts like a cat, and so she's like diving at the laser pointer yeah. when they realize it's actually a sniper scope. I, I just thought that was like a surprisingly... Oh, it was great and funny. Yeah, a surprisingly like, playful thing to do. Um, in between, but that's what, yeah, and that's what I was heads. talking about, <laughs> right? But that's what I was talking about. In like, it just comes out of nowhere because I didn't know that this was like a cat god, or that she was even a goddess, or that she acted like a cat. You know, it yeah. just like happens, and you're supposed to kind of fill in the blanks, which is good and bad. It's like I said, it's good that he does not like holding your hand through this uh-huh. thing, but at the same time, you're like, wait, what just happened? And then I have to flip back and like get a grasp, or, like to try to get a grasp mm-hmm. of what's going on. So, and like I said, it did that in Young Avengers also, but it's yeah. still awesome. Yeah, yeah, and and a really extra thick issue. So, for how much was it? Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah, that's a deal right there. Totally worth it. Oh, three fifty. Sorry, still a deal. It's a steal. You should three, all buy. I, I paid two ninety nine. On Comixology. Well... That's right. I read it digitally, everybody. Whoa! What? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't hate it. Good for you. I, You know, some... Thank you. Something like this might actually even look... Um, could even look... Nicer. Yeah, nicer digitally. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. This and, like, Silver Surfer blend well to... I could see that. The, uh, the uh, digital read... Because everything is crystal clear and perfect. You don't have the shitty paper getting in the way of your art. Looking at you, Fables. Looking at you. Whoa. <laughs> They're the only ones who do that. Uh, they have really bad paper. <laughs> all right. Up next, we have The Wake by Scott Snyder, Sean Murphy, and Matt Hollinsworth. This is also the penultimate issue. I love that word. Didn't we talk about this? No, we talked about number eight. This is number nine. nine. Did we? Yes. Remember the last one we talked about was nothing happened. Yeah, this is not that issue. You are confused. It's, oh. You know, this whole schedule of last month thing screws me up because I think I had both issues and we were only talking about the one yeah. even though I had read the other one. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So... Yeah, we're second to last issue, and we talk about this a lot, so we're not going to get into like too many plot details here. But they're finally closing in on this beacon, and they're going to get the message that was left by our lead character in the first miniseries, or part one, I guess, of The Wake. And um, then they get attacked. <laughs> a couple things that I think are interesting here. The first issue was very, like, reasonably paced. And these last, like, the last five issues have been moving, like, like so much, like, they're cramming so much into them, I almost feel like this should have been five issues longer. But at the same time, I'm, like, ready for it to be over. I, I don't know. I don't know how... It's Well, it's cramming a bunch of nothing into these issues. I mean, it's cramming stuff, but it's stuff that's not terribly important. Yeah, it's like they're going, they're traveling. Like, it's very sprawling. Yeah. Uh, but, like, 
It's like, you know, in Indiana Jones where you see the plane and it yeah. like goes from one place to another. It's like, we're going to show all of that yeah. that we skipped in Indiana Jones. We're just going to – you need to see that. Yeah. But probably And that's still, like what these issues are. <laughs> still worth buying. Um, <laughs> if only for – I think it is. Uh, no, I, I do the actually. Art. I really yeah. like it. But um, um, I, I like the story too. But uh, the vehicle – that has like a water capsule on top of it for the dolphin to ride in. Yeah, that's awesome. That... But, yeah, <laughs> it's like the second page of the cool. comic, and I was like, "What the fuck? That's amazing." <laughs> this isn't again yeah. where I say that like I don't know. Someone should Scott Murphy or uh, Scott Murphy, <laughs> Sean Murphy needs to get a job where he can just like design cool shit uh, for dolphins. Yeah, for, for dolphins, dolphins. especially. Some aquarium or something, like hit him up. Uh, <laughs> Sean Murphy's Dolphin Emporium. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> um, so she gets to the beacon, and essentially, it doesn't. They don't really know. All that they get is like a glowing marble, and they don't know what it is. And people start to argue with each other, and then that evil government woman shows up with. A shitload of wacky airplanes, including the Red Baron. Yeah. Like, the Red Baron's just there, so. Yeah. <laughs> the actual Red Baron. Yep. <laughs> Probably. Alright. No, the Snoopy Red Baron. <laughs> uh, yeah, I still... It's got way better. I still enjoy this. Um, I think I definitely enjoyed the first part of it more, um, but I like... I like the feel of the second part, too, where it's like it's got like an anime feel because the post-apocalyptic stuff and all the weird design costumes. But yeah. it also kind of reminds me of like almost of like 70s comics because like the pacing is so weird, like and shit just like happens. Um, I don't know how to quite yeah. how to describe it, but it's certainly unique. It is unique and it's a cool book. I, I, I am scared, though, for this finale. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Cuz I feel uh, like because the way it ends and the way this issue ends and it's like, hey, you only got one more. Yeah, I feel exactly. I feel like there's no way that the end of this can be satisfying. Yeah, that's kind of what I how I feel like, too. Like it, it, it can either go it can go two ways. Like one way is that the end is just going to be some like Deus ex machina shit where they get like some, you know, magic button they can push to fix the world. Or right. it's going to be some weird, obtuse, open-ended, I-don't-know-what-the-fuck-happened type thing. Um, yeah. It does feel like it's going to be like, the answer was inside your heart <laughs> all along. You know? and Because, like, okay, I guess, can we talk spoilers real quick then about the end? Yeah, yeah. We do have a spoiler she, warning so, on the show. <laughs> yeah. Because she, like, essentially dies. And then, or something, and then she meets really this like go- ghostly apparition of the character from part one. Yeah, uh-huh. she goes underwater. And she's like, she gets dragged yeah, underwater but- by the like mer people uh, surround her and drag her underwater, and then, yeah, she sees that woman. Yeah, she sees a woman and she's like, "I need to tell you like what's really going on," and then it, you know, and it's like, oh man. Um. <laughs> So is this like the end of the wake, like the entirety of it? Yeah, yeah. Next there's issue. one issue left. Okay, yeah. so not like oh, this is the next volume happening. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. Or at least as far it's as the end know. of it all. Yeah, and it and because we already talked about it, but she is like an ancestor of the first person, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. 
supposed to be obvious. So maybe it's like in her the dolphin. First, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, so the woman, the in, in the first in story. the first part one, Lee Archer, the blue hair, blue, yeah, yeah. yeah, Lee Archer, the blue mohawk chick. Yeah, I think yeah. she's supposed to be a descendant of okay, Lee Archer. Yeah, but yeah, it's still it's super entertaining because I'd still like the tone and the premise of it all. It's just yeah, yeah. It's gonna be an interesting finale. Yep. Yep. All right, well, that's it for reviews. I think that was we made it through a lot there. Pretty good. Was I'm like five. I'm pooped. Yeah, I'm gotta take a nap, guys. But first, yeah, we have some Bye. listener comments and questions. Hello. Uh, so first of all, if you want to send us a question or a comment or a tweet review, we haven't been getting a lot of tweet reviews. Um, but you can review a comic and be on the show, and you'll be famous. I swear. Yeah, your friends will like you so much yep. more. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can tweet us at Optic Blastcast and just write whatever about a comic or just a question, existential query, uh, whatever. So we have. Tell us how you like the new Batgirl costume. Oh yeah. my god, I love it. It's pretty rad. I like it's it. super rad. I like it a lot. The yeah, boots are really good. The only I like the snap cape. I was gonna. Yeah. The snap cape is amazing. The only issue yeah. I have with it is. The fucking the belt slash pouch like I don't I don't think we need the pouches. It looks okay. I, I think... It looks okay when Cameron Stewart draws it, but like when I was drawing my little thing and looking at other people's, I'm like, this just looks nineties now. Where's she gonna like, keep all her stuff? Yeah, it man. reminds me of the fucking Cyclops costume from the nineties. Like it, it's, yeah. it's not. I like the Cyclops <laughs> costume from the nineties. Like the bandolier pouch with the, the Y. <laughs> it's cool. That pouch. Is... That strap has a strap on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's just like, I've, my hair has been constructed too long. Terrible. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to have me covered everywhere except my glorious hair. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like flowing out everywhere. It's so it's, good. That's, what I love Cyclops it. Cyclops even keep in those pouches. Okay. He keeps ball bearings. Ball, ball bearings. I don't know. <laughs> ball bearings. <laughs> For sneaking. For sneaking. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, let us know what you thought of the Batgirl costume. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we do have a tweet review from our pal at Brightest Daycare. At Brightest Daycare writes, Original Sid, number one. Good. Not great. Next time, less Deathlock preview story uh, felt very forced and more Lockjaw funnies. Uh, I, I haven't read I don't remember it. any Deathlock. <laughs> there wasn't Deathlock? Target Deathlock. I wouldn't have to go back. I don't know. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, Listen, I'm not reading Listen, Sunny it. Day I... Real Estate. <laughs> you are being crazy. Rude. Meg, you're actually... I don't remember what... I've heard a lot of mixed slash negative things about Original Sin, but I know you liked it. I did. I really, yeah. You still I like it? it? Cool. You still like um, it? Uh, the last issue worried me because of the reveal. Which one? The reveal is like... Nick Fury has been getting older. <laughs> and so he's like super, super old and like has a cane. And like every Nick Fury that we've seen has been a super sophisticated life model decoy. Hell yeah. It's like almost poking fun <laughs> at LMDs, you know? Uh-huh. Because that's like Fury's thing where it's always like, oh. dude, Fury got killed. Nope. It was just a life model decoy. Um, so oh I couldn't tell if it was trying to be serious or poking fun at it. Oh. So we'll see the next issue. We'll Whew. see. I had to 
try really hard not to do a spit take when you told me the cliffhanger ending. <laughs> <laughs> right? That that sounds yeah. terrible. Um, it's it, it it's not terrible, but it's like, where are we gonna go from here? I'm willing to give it's Scott Snyder. Um, uh, Zack Snyder. No, it's not Scott Snyder. It's a uh, Remender. No, Jason Aaron writes it. Yes. Um, so I'm willing to give him the you know the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> but yeah, how many ep- we'll uh, issues are left? Um, five, four. That's like that. That is a lot. Anyway, yeah. Next up, we have a question from at paradox underscore twenty seven. Um, our pal Denise. So, she writes, "Ahoy." Would any of you stop reading a comic simply because the artwork and colors changed and looked like crap? Uh, um, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, there are things... I I mean, I think no one wants to admit how much of, of comics... I don't know. This is a true statement. How much of it really is, like, artwork-driven? Uh, especially, like, the uh-huh. writers. Um, I mean, the artists... I don't want to say something that's going to be misconstrued the artists really are the storytellers i feel like um uh yeah well i think it depends on the the team it does you're right you're absolutely right because you have people like alan moore who like doesn't he script out like everything yeah every detail that the writer's supposed to draw like every detail yeah you have others i think it's like brian k vaughn who's like this is what happens in the scene like just fucking Mm. draw whatever you want you know like (laughs) Yeah, um, so. the artwork is important. It's a visual medium. Um, colorists, I could see maybe not liking an artist I wasn't familiar with because the colors were bad. If like, but I can't see like being into an artist and a writer. And then, um, what are you guys giggling about? Sorry, Sorry. nothing. Okay. Um, yeah, colorists. I I think is one of those things. that's like. When it's amazing, it's truly amazing. Yeah. But it it wouldn't be something I I've never been turned off extensively by like color I didn't like. Oh, I have. Only I, I'm speaking like on amateur stuff though, like uh-huh. at, at conventions and stuff. Like the number one thing that makes me not go up to somebody's table is I just can see from a distance. Oh, bad colors. Uh-huh. And it just, I guess, it's I an to... instant, like, to me, it's just like an instant, it's like shorthand for I'm an amateur. Um, uh-huh. No, I can see that. I guess I just meant, like, I've never read a book that I, I like, liked and was already reading. Yeah. And then got changed color-wise, and then, like, yeah. you know. I, I would agree with that. I, I might which be. Was, which was the question. That was the question. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I just wanted to clarify. But, uh. Word. Yeah, um, there are things, however, though. There are definitely things that I've read that I don't love the art on. Like, the art's just, like, fine, but I'll keep reading it because I like the, the story. Um, yeah, but... I, for me, it's like, remember I didn't, I all this good stuff about Wolverine and the X-Men? Uh-huh. And I just couldn't do it because I can't, I can't stand Chris Pachala's art. <laughs> so I just didn't read it. Uh right? Uh, and then you have stuff like um, that just or Wolverine Origin. Insane. I know. Well, <laughs> deal with it. But um, Wolverine Origin, which d- d- admittedly was not a good book, but it was still like interesting enough that I wanted to read it. And then um, Steve Dillon started doing the art, mm-hmm. who 
you know, preacher. Yeah, yeah. awesome. But he's just not a fit for like a Wolverine no. story. Uh-huh. And it was just enough to be like, all right, I'm done. Like, I can't, I can't do this. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, interestingly like enough, that, for sure. in, in her following tweet, uh, the reason she asked this question was because of She-Hulk, which I thought was interesting hmm. because I think the artwork in She-Hulk is amazing. Um, but I actually, I don't think the coloring style is right for that artist. The the artist Javier Polito. It's um, Polito, right? Yeah, Polito. Who I think is wonderful, but he is very, um, I mean, he's not a very superhero-y artist. Right. Although that book is not a very superhero-y It's right. not a book, superhero-y so. book, yeah. I could see that, that art actually being pretty dividing, though. Like, Yeah, um, yeah, I could see that. Like, either to super like it or like... Yeah, well, when I reviewed it, that was one of my things. Yeah. The art is great. I just didn't like it for that book. Right, right, right. So I didn't want to keep reading it. I think it's interesting if you look at that comic and then look at um, the issue of Hawkeye that Polito did with colors. Uh-huh. The colors were by Hollinsworth in that one, um, and they were all flats. Uh I think that Hollinsworth's style and doing it just in flats without the rendering um, highlighted everything that was good about that artwork. I think it really elevated it. So they should get maybe a different color. Not to say the colors are bad. I just think the style just doesn't work as well. Yeah. Word. So wait, did she stop reading She-Hulk? I think she's struggling with stopping. Uh, with the new. With, oh, okay. Like she might stop. But she's just not sure. Like, she really wants to keep reading it, but she really hates the artwork. Okay. But, you know, if you don't want to read something, don't read it. But. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Word. Uh, so, short answer to the question, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, from Facebook, we have a couple. We have a question and a comment. These so, are always good. Here's one from Laszlo Happenstance, who, by the way, is you should follow him on Twitter. He's he's a good artist. Check out his stuff. I think he's at Anti Reason, right? Yeah, yeah. Anti Reason at Anti Reason on Twitter. Uh, maybe he doesn't want people following him. I don't know. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. Nope. Well, it's out there. Ask Should, shouldn't be yeah, on the internet. Yeah. Can ask his questions. We'll put you on uh, blast. <laughs> he asked, "Why does Wendigo not wear clothes? Beast wears clothes." Um, Beast wears clothes? Yeah, he does. Like, I guess he does. Beast wears clothes because he's super smart. Beast wears yeah. clothes because it's an eternal struggle where he doesn't want to be a beast. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. It's like the it's the struggle yeah. with being human, you know, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, Wendigo is so, more of a force of nature, <laughs> um, akin to maybe Galactus. And a hurricane. And a hurricane. <laughs> um, yes. So Wendigo... Is, cares not. Yes, cares not yeah. for clothes. Yeah. So how about that, Laszlo? Yeah. If that is your real name. Wendigo. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's all I can think about the X Men game every time. Wendigo. <laughs> it Wendigo is like originally a Hulk villain, right? Yeah, uh Wolverine's first appearance in Hulk one eighty one, they're yeah. fighting Wendigo. Yeah. In the Canadian wilderness. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, does Wendigo have any like ulterior motives? Is like he like wants something? I don't know anything about Wendigo. <laughs> well, Wendigo is like an actual cryptozoological like entity. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, like it's it's folklore. It's a real yeah. 
Yeah, it's a real folk thing. Yeah. yeah. No, but like comics Wendigo is? I don't know. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like they talk about He just wants to rage. They talk about the Wendigo a lot in uh the movie Ravenous, which everyone should watch. Under very underrated. I, mean, I know I know a Wendigo and the Wendigo is a real thing. I'm talking about <laughs> The Wendigo, <laughs> the Wendigo. The Wendigo, our Wendigo. Yeah, I know. Wendigo, we our my Wendigo. Wendigo. <laughs> my Wendigo, yeah. <laughs> Talking about my Wendigo. All right. Last Wendigo. comment here. Wendigo. <laughs> A last comment yes, go here ahead, comes Brian. from Nathan Raff, who says, you guys should check out Six Gun Gorilla from Boom, which was recently collected into a trade paperback. You're right, we should. <laughs> um, yeah, I did see that. I'm interested. I have heard nothing but good things about this, and I've actually um, – I just randomly found Jeff Stokely's artwork um, before he was even doing Six-Gun Gorilla, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, so I, I really love Stokely's art, and I know this is, like, one of the only things he's done, so I want to get it. But there's a hardcover that's coming out, and it looks beautiful, so I'm waiting for the hardcover. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll um, I definitely do want to check it out. Yeah. I wasn't really aware of it until he said that. Yeah, and I liked what I saw. I've heard nothing like but eight different windows. Nothing but good Sorry. things. <laughs> but now back to the juicy stuff. Yeah, Wendigo. <laughs> like eight. I think there's like a, a Wendigo curse. The last sentence in this is confrontation between Canadian meatpacking plant employees <laughs> results in one accidentally killing the other, blah, 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 blah. This results in an outbreak of the Wendigo curse in at least one town. Those are our questions and comments for the month. Uh, you guys should send us stuff. You can do it on Twitter, on Facebook, all that crap. Um, I do want to uh, apologize for the lack of book club podcast last, last month. We, uh, like, like I said, we're busy peeps, so um, no book club. We're going to get to it this month. We'll be talking about... Uh, the um, Giant by uh, Box Brown. So, good times. Yeah, look, it's going to be good. Look forward to, to that. that again, then. Um, <laughs> but, until then, thank you so much for listening. Please check out our website, optic-media.com. We would love to do more listener mail at the end of the show, so shoot us an email at opticblast.podcast at gmail.com. If you like the show and want to help us out, please rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. <laughs> I'm Brian West. <laughs> Miguel Silva. Edger Silva. Bye. <laughs> Why are you guys always fucking was... chuckling? You fucking checklist. Because, because PD didn't decided not to pause this episode of the Hulk, <laughs> so it was going while we were, and when Wendigo like was gonna kill somebody, and then like some leaves blew past his face, literally, and he thought for a moment about his humanity, and he looked at his hands. Yeah. He looked at his hands and then got mad. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's exactly what happened. Was that Betsy Ross, or whatever? Oh I my guess. god, she's supposed to be brunette. That sounds amazing. Um, let's do this. You're recording, yes. right? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> Thanks for that. Don't ever do that again. That <laughs> was necessary. Do what? <laughs> Brian, this is this God. This is God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, real quick before we start, because you know how every now and then you're watching Simpsons and, like, someone says, No. Like, There's a joke? <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs>
But like, <laughs> never you know, how often have we seen those like first ten seasons? Right. And there's like a joke, like multiple, a little joke times. that you, like is really funny that you never really like you forgot about. I guess. I was watching that yeah. one where Homer becomes a teacher, and he's talking about like, he's talking about he's like, he's like every time I learn something new, I forget how to do something else. Remember how I took that course on home wine making and I forgot how to drive, and Marge goes, "You were drunk." <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, what season is that? Uh, six, six or seven. It's the one where Homer is like, you know, where he like starts teaching the like community class. Oh, the merit where they get divorced or whatever. They get separated. Yeah, well, he's like teaching a. Yeah, she gets mad because he tells everyone about her elbows and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Watch nice. I don't remember that joke <laughs> yeah, at all. It's a really good joke. All right. Yeah, that's in Moe's like. Hey, maybe you should nibble on her elbow. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she comes in all mad. <laughs> oh. Stupid Mo. Okay.